So we are resuming uh, Canto 11, Chapter 27, Lord Krishna's Instructions on the Process of Deity Worship. We're up to Text 36. This is between Krishna and Uddhava, the very end. Krishna's about to leave, so these are pretty authorized instructions. <laughs> High-level talk here. Have to excuse me a little bit. I got uh, some kind of flu or cold. <coughs> but we'll get through. So yeah, we've gotten up to text thirty-six. Now, just to uh, actually worshiping and. Uh, Dressing and feeding the deity, the Archavigraha, has been discussed 30 on. Uh, 32, for example, I'll just read the translations. My devotee should then lovingly decorate me with clothing, a Brahmin thread, various ornaments, marks of tilak and garland. He should anoint my body with fragrant oils, all in the prescribed manner. And then he talks about. Uh, 34 gives a whole list of sweets that you can offer the wants to the deity and get. Then the 35, on special occasions and daily, if possible, the deity should be massaged with ointment, shown a mirror, offered a eucalyptus stick for brushing his teeth, bathed with five kinds of nectar, offered all kinds of opulent foods, and entertained with singing and dancing. So actually now with 36, uh, we go to a, what seems like a different subject. With 36, it is uh, uh, this worshiping a sacrificial fire. But uh, this is um, uh, a way of ending deity worship, if you're a big, big temple and you do really elaborate deity worship when the pajaris are all furnished dressing the deities and doing those offerings they'll then do a sacrificial fire so that's why it goes into that one but it's very interesting how to worship uh, fire uh, the deity in the fire okay, well, so that's 36 uh, let me chant the Sanskrit for that one Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So 36 goes like this Viddina Vidite Kunde Mekala Gartave Tibhi Agnim Adhaya Paritaha Samhu in an arena constructed according to scriptural injunctions, the devotee should perform a fire sacrifice utilizing the sacred belt, the sacrificial pit, and the altar mound. When igniting a sacri the sacrificial fire, 
the devotee should bring it to a blaze with wood piled up by his own hands. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Vidina, according to Vidi, scriptural, is translated here as scriptural injunctions. Uh, the sacrificial arena, the word that's used here is kunda. Kunda. You know, you have the little brass pot sometimes. Or it's kunda. Uh, perform the fire, utilizing the sacred belt. Now, the sacred belt. <laughs> is actually uh, the word is megala but uh, it's described uh, 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 that it, it is a oh megala this is this is in the it can be a belt worn by people like like Brahmins wear a belt of munja of some kind of grass and Kshatriyas have another kind of belt and Vaishyas have another belt. They all have a different belt they're supposed to wear. It's a uniform. In old civilizations it used to be just like the military. You know, If you're on an army base or a military base you see somebody in uniform, you can tell you their whole life history, they're right there, you know, <laughs> all their positions, all their honors, all their decorations. All the human society used to be like that. If you had a certain kind of job, you dressed like this, you every, every, everything was like that. So it was this way also. You could tell whether there's a Brahmin, a Kshatriya, or a Vaishya by the belt they wore. Um, but here, a Mekala, according to the Monia Williams Sanskrit Dictionary. It's the cords or lines drawn round an altar on the four sides of the hole or receptacle where the sacrificial fire is deposited. So that's what they are there. In there. Uh, so when when Banu Swami translates the same text, he does it like this. In arena, in an arena constructed according to scriptural injunctions, using his hands, uh, the devotee should place fire in a pit surrounded with a three-tiered wall. This is his bekala, the three-tiered wall, and concentrate the fire on one place using his hands. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur comments. The method of worship in fire is described for those who desire extra benefit. Uh, uh, in the BBT edition, there's no purport. However, in the Pancharachika Deepika, they tell us a lot. Um, um, Yeah, so here, in his Satkriya Sara Deepika, Gopal Bhatta Goswami gives a detailed description of how to construct an arena for a fire sacrifice and how to perform the sacrifice. So that's where you go. 
the Satkriya Saradipika. These details will be provided in Volume 2 of this manual. This came out in, I think, 2009, and there's no Volume 2 yet. No, hold your breath. Here, in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, verses 36 through 41, briefly described how to perform a nitya or a fire sacrifice performed daily as part of the conclusion to the deity worship. When it says nitya, sometimes it means always, but something that happens on a regular daily basis is also nitya. So this is nitya home, the regular fire sacrifice. So, in large temples such as Tirupati, Sri Rangam, and Sri Mayapur Chandradaya Mandir, Devotees perform a homa daily for the pleasure of the Lord. Small temples could perform a simple homa as an aspect of special worship done on days such as Ikadashi or festival days. That's just what they say. Yes, so we know about the Mekala actually just from the dictionary. Nobody seems to want to get into it too much. This is for the real technicians of sacrifices, you know. Prabhupada's attitude toward these ceremonies was sometimes once in uh, New York there was going to be an initiation and, and, and uh, Prajumna, who was Prabhupada's right-hand man for Sanskrit and stuff like this, he got into all these books. He even had a book one time to tell the auspicious times to do things and not to do things and he was trying to follow it and Prabhupada said, if I followed that book, I'd never get anything done. <laughs> but he also used to learn, you know, he got into fire sacrifices, was reading all this stuff. And so, uh, somebody heard him starting to chant the Purusha Sutra prayers before doing a fire sacrifice. Prabhupada wasn't even out, and he was back in his quarters still. They came to tell him that Prajumna was chanting the proofs of such prayers and Prabhupada said, stop him. It's only a show. It might as well be a short one. <laughs> anyway, it's nice to do this stuff. So remember, because you know, you if you get into the techniques and get all into it, then you become kind of a karma conduct. I think everything is a uh, of te- technique. So anyway, here's this sacrifice. And now it goes on to describe it further with uh, text number 37. After spreading kusha grass on the ground and sprinkling it with water, one should perform the Anvadhana ritual according to the prescribed rules. Then one should arrange the items to be offered as an oblation and should sanctify them with water from the sprinkling vessel. The worshipper should next meditate upon me within the fire. Uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti remarks 
surrounding the pit with kusha grass, one should then sprinkle water around the pit. One should offer wood in the fire. This is this anvadaya, placing in, basically, anvadaya. Anvada means to place into. Add literally, one of the dictionary definitions is to add fuel to the fire. Uh, uttering the and so this ritual is uttering the uh, vyahritis. Uh, vyahriti uh, is saying Om Bhuva Swa. When you do it, Om Bhuva Swa. This is the the dictionary says this vyavriti, the word literally means utterance or speech or declaration, but specifically says the mystical utterance of the names of the seven worlds, namely Bur, Bhuva, Sva, and then Mahajana, Tapa, Satya, and so on. That's the, that's the... And then they say in the dictionary, the first three of which called the great Vyahritis, are pronounced after Om by every Brahmana in commencing his daily prayers. Like those of us who chant Gayatri mantras, the Brahma Gayatri, it begins Om Bhuva Swatat. Then actually the Gayatri begins. Gayatri has 24 syllables, and if you count those syllables, you find there's more. That's because this Om Bhuva Swatat is technically not part of the Gayatri mantra, it's the Vyahriti. So, that's what we were doing, the Vyahriti. Ah. Uh, so, uh, so, that's what, so when you put fire, wood in the fire, Om Bhuva Swa, uh, then Vishnu Chakravarti says, placing materials to the north of the fire, one should sprinkle them with prokshana water. Prokshana means sprinkling. Usually we have a little cup and a spoon and we do it, but there may be different ways for purification. And then meditate upon my presence in the fire. This is his uh, translation. Here the... Um, The the uh, yeah the uh, BBT report they add that Srila Jiva Goswami mentions that one should meditate upon the Lord as the super soul within the sacrificial fire. So that's when he's meditating on me, it's the super because actually you're dealing with the Lord in the fire. And the Pancharachika Deepika says they have an explanation for this. The worshiper is directed here to meditate upon the Lord within the fire. Srila Jiva Goswami stipulates that the form of the Lord one meditates on in the fire should not be the original form of Krishna, but rather the Paramatma feature of the Lord, since... Whenever a devotee thinks of Krishna, he thinks of the Lord's delicate features as he appears eternally in Vrindavan, features not sub- to be subjected to a blazing fire. <laughs> so, 
That's why you think of the super soul. <laughs> Rather than Krishna, you don't want to think of him, you know. <laughs> in the fire. So then, now, uh, the next uh, four verses are translated all together. One, one chunk here. I could take it in, in, in uh, yeah, let me just take it in sections here. So 38 goes, Tapta Jambu Nada Prakyam Shanka Chakra Gdambujai Lasat Chatur Bujam Shantam Padmakin Jaltka Vasasam. I'll continue a little bit. Spurat Kirita Kattaka Katti Sutra Varangadam. Srivatsa Vakshasam Prajat Kastubham Vanamarinam. Yeah, so this, the, the, that first two verses is a description of the Lord. Uh, oh, I see why you have to do this. I have to do the whole thing. Because the last word in this verse, these four verses, Buddha is the, the intelligent devotee. Uh, that's the last word in the Sanskrit and it's the first word in the translation. <laughs> so, I have to go through the whole thing at one. one. Let me do the, read the other uh, two verses. Jnanam abhyacca Jnanam abhyacca dharuni havishabhi Havishya Bhagavan Prasyadja Bhagavagarao Tattvachaya Plutam Hatihi Juhuyan Mula Mantrena Shodasar Charvadanataha Dharmadi Bhyoyatam Nyanayam Mantrai Shristi Kutam Udaha uh, so here the translation begins the intelligent devotee should meditate upon that form of the Lord that's at the very end the, the verse really begins in Sanskrit with a description of the Lord tapta jambulada molten gold prakyam so the, whose color is like molten gold whose forearms are resplendent with a conch shell disc club and lotus flower, who is always peaceful and dressed in garment, in a garment colored like the filaments within a lotus flower. That's the first verse. His helmet, bracelets, belt and fine arm ornaments shine brilliantly. The symbol of Srivatsa is on his chest along with the glowing Kastuba gem and garlands of forest flowers. The devotee should then worship that Lord by taking pieces of firewood soaked in the sacrificial ghee and throwing them into the fire. He should perform the ritual of Aghara, presenting into the fire the various items of oblation drenched in ghee, 
He should then offer to 16 demigods, beginning with Yamaraj, the oblation called Svishti Krit, reciting the basic mantras of each deity, and the 16-line Purusha Sutta hymn. Pouring one oblation after each line of the Purusha Sutta, he should utter the particular mantra naming each deity. That 16 devas that are mentioned here. Uh, so they translate this all together in this book, but then there is absolutely no commentary. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Vishwan Chakrabarti Thakur has something to say about this. And we do not. Oh yeah, so he says, well, let's just go back a little bit. So here, here you're, the, the, well, before we get to commentary. So you can see, Taptajambunada Prakyam, uh, thinking of the Lord in this way, with a, with a uh, 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 color is like molten gold, gold. Uh, and he is Sanka Chakra Gada Ambuja, the fourth thing, the flower, the disc, the conch shell, and the gada, the, the club. Uh, lasat, brilliant. Chattubhujam, four arms. Uh, his disposition is shanta, he's peaceful. No ugra nishringa, but shanta. <laughs> uh, and his garments like the filaments of a lotus fasam. Then it's described his, what he's wearing, fine ornaments, uh, vara angadam, uh, shining helmet, bracelets, katisutra, belt, the kastuba gem on his chest, vanamalinam, wearing a flower garland, had a godbrother name, vanamali, that means in Sanskrit, he who wears a garland of forest flowers. Uh, so this is how you meditate. You're meditating on the Lord this way. This dhyana, meditating upon Him. Uh, 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 and uh, uh, this uh, abhyaccha uh, performing worship of him. Yeah. Daruni, with this uh, wood, with havisha, so with, with purified butter, or soaked in ghee, you put in the fire. Uh, so this way, this uh, is described so we get a little more of an explanation here in this manual. Uh, the, the format for Homa, Homa is another way of saying uh, Agnihotra Yajna, the fire sacrifice. The format for Homa has much in common with the format for offering worship to the deity. The priest gathers the items required for the procedure, this upadana, 
purifies the area, stana shuddhi, and then invokes the Lord into the fire, avahana. Having invoked the Lord, the worship then meditates jhana on his form and finally worships him. That was the meditation that's been described. With 16 items in the form of the 16 mantras of the Purusha Sukta hymn. So they de- de- describe it that way. Uh, and then you put the items in the fire. Uh, and then to the uh, 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 devas, beginning with Yamaraj, this, with the oblation called Shvistikrit. Um, the word Shvisti in Sanskrit means a successful sacrifice. It's the meaning of it. I looked up in the dictionary. Or sacrificing well or with success, Svistikrit. That's the oblation. Reciting the basic mantras for each deity and the 16 line Purusha Sukta hymn, pouring one oblation after each line of the Purusha Sukta, uh, he should utter the particular mantra naming each deity. So that's the description of this Homa. You can see how you can get into this stuff. And then you want better and better equipment. And, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. A lot of times rituals start to resemble an obsessive-compulsive neurosis. <laughs> but if you do it in the right spirit, it's, just, it's, it's quite wonderful. <laughs> Now, it goes on, text 42. So this is when you do this homa after, after the formal deity worship, and this, this, is, this is how you do it. And so now, uh, 42 goes, Abhyacharyata namaskritya parashadevyo balim haret Mula mantram chapet brahma smaram narayana atmakam. Having worshipped the Lord in the sacrificial fire, the devotee should offer his obeisances to the Lord's personal associates. The parshada, attendance is parshada, by bowing down and should then present offerings to them. He should then chant quietly the Mula Mantra of the Deity of the Lord, remembering the Absolute Truth as the Supreme Personality, Narayana. Uh, so here, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti, there's no comment in, in this volume, but uh, in the BBT volume, Vishnu Chakravarti just comments, remembering Brahman, whose Swarup is Narayan. That's, that's this. See, you're, you're remembering uh, uh, Brahma Smaram, remembering Brahman, the Absolute Truth. Narayana Atmakam, 
who is known as Narayana, or in that form as Narayana. Uh, and then also is mentioned the Mula Mantra of the Deity of the Lord. The, uh, the Mula Mantras are the different mantras that are used for worshipping the form of the Lord. In the uh, first volume, and only volume, of the Pancharach Pradipika, <laughs> they give some, the standard mula, mula literally means root. Uh, 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 these mula mantra, every deity has a particular root mantra, mula mantra. Um, uh, so it says in the, the, this manual, the standard mula mantra for the deities worshipped in Iskon are given below. They should be chanted only by devotees duly initiated by a bona fide spiritual master into the chanting of the Pramsaratrika Gayatri mantra. So anyone who's doing this thing has to, has to have initiation into the Gayatri mantras. We, in Iskon, we get six mantras. They're not all Gayatris. A Gayatri mantra has 24 syllables. And Mula mantras, uh, we, we, we have... Uh, uh, here, here the, the ones that we get for the initiation in this book, they're very shy about writing them down. So when they're describing the, the, the Mula mantras, there's the Mula Mantra for one's guru. They just say the second of the seven guru-given mantras. Uh, but it's, I am Gurave Namaha. Yeah, just, you can find it so many places. <laughs> uh, there's a Mula Mantra for the, the guru of your guru, which they give here. <laughs> Om Parama Gurave Namaha. And you can keep going back. Om uh, Paratpara Gurave Namaha or Om uh, Param Eshti Gurave Namaha. There you can worship all the Vaishnavas with a Mula Mantra. Om Sarva Vaishnavibhyo Namaha. So you don't leave anybody out. <laughs> <laughs> that way you don't commit an offense. There's a Mula Mantra for Lord, Lord Chaitanya, Klim Goraya Namaha, and Nityananda, which they don't say Lord Chaitanya's mantra, but they say Nityananda's. Klim Nityanandaya Namaha, or Klim Devi Janava Balabaya Namaha. So if you're worshipping Gorni Thai, you, the deities, you would do that. Uh, and then they give, anyway, they go on like that are quite uh, 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 quite, a, quite a list of Mula Mansa Om Tulasai Namaha for Tulsi Devi Klim Balaramaya Namaha uh, Vishnu Shalagram Shila Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya these people on stage a lot. <laughs> uh, 
Shravam Nishringaya Namaha, for Lord Nishringadev. These are all the, these, these Mula mantras. Then they tell you, just in case you want to know, all the Mula mantras for Vishnu Tattva deities may use the Bija syllable Klim. Uh, these are all these, these Bija mantras. Uh, uh, Bija means seed. So you have the Om. Uh, because actually, you know, the whole Sanskrit alphabet evolves out of Omkara. When you say Om, you got A, U, M. You've moved from your throat to the mouth to the lips. Huh? A, U. Uh, so therefore, it represents the whole gamut of sound production. Uh, and so that's, you know, that, that's a uh, Bija mantra. Uh, and then, but there's others, the Klim, Shrim. Uh, there's one. Om Ram Rim Rum Om Namo Bhagavate Rishikeshaya begins like that. Om Ram Rim Rum. Get a lot of them in there. Can't say we don't have fun. And then they tell you, uh, if you're worshipping a deity who is not a Vishnumurti and who has no specific Mula Mantra, simply chant Om. The name of the deity in the dative case, unto, you know, uh, uh, and then Namaha. For example, the Mula Mantra for the cowherd boy Subala would be Om Subalaya Namaha. Uh, alternatively, take the first syllable of the personality's name, add an Anushvara to form the Bija. First syllable, then they give the example of Prahlad. If you're reaching Pallad Nishringa and you got a Pallad deity there and you want to say his Mula Mantra, what do you do? Well, you take his first syllable, pra, and you add the anusvara, which is like the, in, in transliteration, the M with the dot over it, huh? Pram, and that's the bija mantra, pram, praladaya, namaha. Will you take it, you? No. So anyway, that's, that's the whole thing about these mula mantras. Uh, uh, how, how, how to do it. I like that one, huh? Om Ram Rim Rum Om Nimo Bhagavate Rishite Shaya Namaste Jaste Jaste Abir Abir Baba That's from the Bhagavatam. Anybody can buy it. <laughs> Read it themselves. That's no secret. So now, This is how you remember Narayana and the others and the, the Mula Mantra. Now, text number 43. Dattvacamannam <laughs> Once again, he should, that's the Pujari, 
you should offer the deity water for washing his mouth, this achamana, achamanas. And he should give the remnants of the Lord's food to Vishvaksena. Vishvaksena. Uh, he should then present the deity with fragrant perfume for the mouth, Sorabhimat, and prepared betel nut. Vishwamad Chakrabarti Thakur adds, after offering Vishvaksena, Vishvaksena here is an, an attendant on uh, the Lord. Vishvaksena, it's also a name for Krishna, by the way. What it means is, he whose armies go everywhere. Vishvaksena. Uh, Vishvaksena. But it's also the name of one of Vishnu's attendants. So here, You've made an offering. Uh, you've made an offering to to uh, Vishnu Tattva Didi. Uh, then you give the remnants to Vishvaksena, and then it says uh, Vishnu Chakravarti says, after offering Vishvaksena the remnants with his permission, one can eat. Uh, this is the comment of Sridhar Swami, who says that. Uh, what it says here in the Pancharatrika Padipaka. Uh, Missing. After any offering of food, the devotee should offer Achman to the deity. Yeah, because you've eaten something, so you have to wash your mouth. According to Parashara Muni, Achman includes Pajya Argya and Achamana. Fragrant perfume, when it mentions in this verse, Suravimat, with fragrant perfume. Uh, refers to mukavasa or fragrant spices such as anise and cardamom that freshen the mouth. Just if you're wondering, because it's really weird, uh, they call it cologne for the mouth and the word for word here, which doesn't sound like it'd be so nice, but that's what, that's what they mean. So that, that sort of ends the uh, uh, the the, uh, what you do to, f to f finalize uh, the deity worship with this uh, fire sacrifice. And then I guess you go and remove the plates and, and do the other thing. Let me just... Uh, so text 44 now goes into uh, other activities. Upagayan grinanityan karmanya binayan mama matkata shravayan shrinvan puhurtam shanikobavet. Singing along with others, chanting loudly and dancing, acting out my transcendental pastimes, and hearing and telling stories about me. The devotee should for some time absorb himself 
and such fest festivities. Uh, what they say here about this one is uh, a devotee engaged in regulative worship of the Supreme Lord should sometimes become ecstatically absorbed <laughs> in chanting and hearing the pastimes of the Lord dancing and other festivals. The word mahurtam, we talk about the Brahma Mahurta, Mahurta is a unit of time, for some unit of time, for some time. The word Mahurtam for some time indicates that a devotee should be careful not to neglect his regulative principles and service to the Lord in the name of so-called ecstasy. Although one may be ecstatically engaged in chanting, hearing, and dancing, he cannot give up the formality of regulated service to the Lord. Uh, in other words, don't get carried away. Um, they mentioned something here uh, in the Pantrachapadipika of uh, this verse. After the Lord has been worshipped in private, he gives his darshan to the devotees in the public, who then have an opportunity to offer worship, especially by the activities described here. Uh, the darshan arti when the deities, the curtains open and the deities are available for viewing, must first be accompanied by the recorded singing of the Govindam prayers of the Brahma Samhita, as Srila Prabhupada stipulated. We always do that. You know, and, uh, we have Darshanarti in the morning. Devotees may sing with the recording, and at the conclusion of the recording, either immediately or after some further singing of Kirtan, the assembly devotees should offer obeisances to the deities uh, uh, before uh, proceeding. And this is the image in the morning. We do a guru puja for Srila Prabhupada in our temples, and then we have time for uh, Bhagavatam class. But as mentioned here, other things, hearing and telling stories about me. They use this word, uh, shanika, which is translated in the word-for-word word as uh, absorbed in the celebration. Uh, the dictionary says taking advantage of an opportunity. I was happy to see this. This is the Monier Williams, you know, English Sanskrit dictionary, uh, which was prepared by Europeans. Actually, it's an English crib of a German, original German, the Germans did the real work. But anyway, uh, so a lot of times in this dictionary when they give a particular meaning, like this one, taking advantage of an opportunity, they cite this very verse. It says BP, Bhagavat Purana, uh, and then it says 11, 27, 44. <laughs> Our very first. I don't know, it always makes me happy to see that. <laughs> that at least uh, somebody's been reading Bhagavatam other than us. Uh, so that's who you should... T yeah, the really sense of absorbed the celebration, the real sense of this is, is uh, having... Uh, 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 yeah, taking advantage of an opportunity, of profiting from this opportunity, the time now to, uh, to get absorbed in this way. And then I guess we will... Let's stop here.
Yeah. Pick up next week. I'll mark my place. Here. All right. So now we will have time for some any questions or comments. If you are, uh, you you can text in to Mayapur TV. You can call in on the on the telephone. We have a live studio audience. You can just speak up. Any questions or comments? We have a texted in question first. Um, mm-hmm. Ramananda asks, "Said I have a question on Srimad Bhagavatam 11.27.36. It says, quote, the devotee should bring it to a blaze with wood piled up by his own hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the Mahabharata, there is a story of the birth of Satyavati, mother of Yas. She took birth from the belly of a fish. That's why she was born with a fishy odor until meeting Parashara Parashara I forgot the name of Satyavati's father, but her father, the king, was to, in, was to impregnate his queen, Giri, Girija, if I remember correctly, on a particular auspicious day. But just before this, he was commanded by his elders to go to, to the forest and gather firewood for sacrifice. Then there is a whole story about him losing his semen because of thinking of Giriraj and the semen falling into the water and getting swallowed by the fish that gave birth to Satyavati. I always thought it curious why the king of all people had to himself collect wood for the sacrifices. There's something special about the worshiper being required to collect firewood by his own hands. I don't know about that, whether kings have to collect <laughs> firewood or not, or who has to do it. Uh, uh, it's a humble thing to do. It's uh, When one approaches a guru, it says, Samadpani, literally with firewood in your hand, that you do menial service. So collecting firewood is, you know, part of a kind of a, a tradition. So maybe some, I don't know what kind of ritual they were doing. You know the sage called Rishashringa? He has deer horns. His father was a sage who saw an Apsara. I forgot who exactly was it was, and was she was so beautiful that the sage involuntarily discharged semen which fell into the stream, and a deer downstream, uh, you know, swallowed it and then had Rishashringa. Well, these things are going on. <laughs> it was a different age. <laughs> but in the Upanishads, they have that thing where he just keeps bringing, they keep bringing wood and asking questions and bringing wood. So maybe it's like part of the, that's how you did it. When you went to ask questions, then you showed up with the wood for the Homa. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's a menial service gathering wood, but that's what you would do, you know. Samit Pan. When Prabhupada translates that, with, with, you should go to the spiritual master with a disposition to do service. But the real, the actual Sanskrit is Samit Pani. Samit is firewood for a sacrificial fire. So Samit Pani. No, that, 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 that's, that's what you did. Yeah. I have a question. 
Mm-hmm. At what point, like if you're, you're reading all these descriptions of deity worship and it's really in the mood of awe and reverence and they're even calling Krishna Narayan. Mm-hmm. So at what point does that become like part of what you used to do and then you transition to the, you know, the, the teachings that we're always speaking about where you're worshiping Krishna as a baby or you're worshiping mm-hmm. Krishna as a friend or like how does that... Well, for ourselves... Uh, this is a big authority, Krishna speaking to Uddhava. But now we follow Lord Chaitanya, and therefore there's worshipping Krishna not in awe and reverence. Although, you know, even though we are worshipping, say, Radha and Krishna, uh, still, we, to some extent, it's done like that because, because Prabhupada said that when you, we, we actually worship them. Uh, as as Lakshmi Narayan or as uh, as, as uh, uh, Krishna in Dwarka uh, with one of his queens there, uh, because because um, if devo- because because yeah because the worship in awe and reverence is at least the first step. First, you have to. Before you can forget Krishna's God, you have to know that he's God <laughs> and, and, and treat him like that. And then, then if you want to get rid of the on-reverence thing and go straight to, uh, to worshiping Krishna in Vrindavan, then you get all kinds of weird things happening. Uh, uh, so, so that's generally what we do. We do in, a, in a sense, you will end up worshiping Krishna and very intimately, like worshiping Krishna as a child or worshiping Krishna as Gopi Jana Balaba, the, you know, uh, and Krishna Vrindavan with the gopis. But one has to first understand uh, uh, Krishna's actual position, so that though we don't we don't mix up. So that one becomes purified enough and understands that uh, that uh, uh, the worship of Krishna is is not a material thing, and you don't bring to that some kind of materially contaminated feelings that you actually have spiritual feelings. So, because of Lord Chaitanya. We're, we have access to, to something that should be esoteric. Esoteric means hidden, and there's a reason it's hidden. Uh, or Prabhupada uses the term confidential. This is confidential knowledge. Uh, and he, he defines confidential as not everyone will be able to appreciate it. So you have to be, have to be trained like that. So, but it, especially in big temples, uh, uh, you, you know, when when we dress Radha and Krishna in most of our temples, they're dressed up quite opulently, and, and our, our worship uh, is formal.
It's more about just a, so you brought up Bajimnan. He was very he had a particular bent and was very good at that aspect. Who's that? Pujumnan, oh, Pujumnan, Pujumnan, yeah. And uh, being very close to Prabhupada, but then in that same commentary you mentioned how Prabhupada was very practical. So we have the Bhagavatam, these things, what we do for deed of worship, but what was, uh, based on your experience with Prabhupada, what was more his mood? I mean, that's there, so it's obvious it's there for a purpose. Mm -hmm. But in terms of temples and temple worship, what was Prabhupada's mood and, and that's how formal we should be and how uh, strict yeah. to kind of... Yeah, well, I think there's a hierarchy of values. And, and, and you're forming a relationship with Krishna. Uh, you can see the deity worship. You can really get into the, the details. Uh, like you could with model trains or you know, all kinds of things where there's, you could trip out. And you forget what it's about. You just become a technician, uh, a ritual expert, and very, very good at it. Uh, and uh, a lot of times that can, that can actually override. It's a means to an end, and it can override that. So... so uh, like all these mantras that, that you have to chant, uh, 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 what if you don't know them? Do you mean you can't become Krishna conscious? What if, what if you don't have the brains for? What if you're illiterate? You know, uh, does that mean you're not qualified? No. Uh, so the, there's a principle, and we have the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, and that's only three Sanskrit words you need to know, Hare Krishna and Rama. And, and that's by itself enough to, 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 to make you very, very advanced. But these other things are helpful for most people and most of us. And, and, and so we, 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 we have them to do it but but if if it becomes an end in itself uh, and you become like a technician uh, uh, then it becomes a distraction from what you're really supposed to be doing was that would that happen and would Prabhupada kind of not correct but kind of give a, a little bit more advice on how to not get so carried away where you just not seeing the forest for the trees, right? That's the same. That's the same. Yeah, that's that's the point of it. Yeah. Uh, if if people have the time, uh, if people have the training, it wasn't that he was against these things. Uh, uh, but but you know, this is Pancharatrikaviti. That's not our whole thing. The, the formal worship in the tenter. The other part is this, the the, the Bhagavad Gita, which is just hearing glorifying Krishna, and so that's you know, we're coming from Lord Chaitanya, and this Pancharatrika Gita isn't isn't our whole thing. It's, there's other things going on, and that in some ways is more important uh, for us.
Hey, your wife has a question from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Good to remember this. That Prabhupada has said that our our particular movement runs on like a train on two tracks, and one is the Pancharajika Vidhi, which is the formal temple worship, uh, and Bhagavad Vidhi is the nine processes of devotional service, which includes that: Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, Pada. So, hearing, chanting, remembering. These are these are the Bhagavad Bhidi. Uh, uh, 
So we start with the with the hearing and chanting, and that's uh, uh, you get a little purified. Then you can start to do pancharatrika vidhi. But the but the the other the hearing and chanting and remembering and so on goes on uh, at the at the same time. And at first, you know, the deity worship was very, very simple. And then Prabhupada gradually added more and more uh, uh, he knew if you actually knew what the whole thing was, we'd probably all have heart attacks. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so that, uh, and we have, you know, we're open to the public. New people are coming all the time. They have to be introduced to the whole range of things for for performing Krishna consciousness. And he first, you know, there was no archana. It was just hearing and chanting. But then when people got they got a little purified and they could start coming up to the standard, he introduced deity worship. Anything else? Ramananda has a question. Uh, he asks, just as we should not get too ritualistic in the archana, but at the same time it is very much needed, what about following Vastu Shastra? As long as we don't get carried away, can we try to follow, or is the science so lost that we shouldn't waste our time? Vastu? I don't... Yeah, people, if it's helpful, you can do it, but, but uh, you know, that, that's the idea of, a, of a architectural alignment of buildings and where you can, what you can do. And there's people that really, uh, you know, find it, find it very useful and helpful. But uh, that was not even something Prabhupada ever introduced, I, I, I guess. But it's just sort of part of the general culture of things that, 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 that you can do uh, and uh, if it's, you know, accept things that are favorable and you reject things that are unfavorable. If, if you want to worship Krishna and there's not a suitable place according to Vastu, do you not worship Krishna? No, you do, you do the best you can with, with what, you, what you've got. Uh, so, so, you know, so, yeah, Prabhupada, for example, uh, Every so often, he, you know, he had like everybody in India, he had his astrological chart done, and uh, you know, when things were at uh, different times, he kind of took it seriously. But he didn't take it seriously either, because sometimes you go to see an astrologer, well, let's have some fun, you know. So, so that's another thing, or palmistry. You know, we have our lives, our fates on the palm of our hands. Prabhupada said, you know, when you clap your hands in front of Krishna, it changes all the lines in the palm of your hands. So we have an override switch for a lot of this stuff. Anything else? No? That's it on here. All right. 
All right, we'll get another weekend and then we'll have a little bit of a break for a few weeks. The holidays are coming and different kinds of engagements. So then until next week, thank you very much. Feel the Prabhupada ki jai, Shmad Bhagavatam ki jai.